The following podcast talks about guns, firearms ownership, and law-abiding safe and responsible use thereof. However, you have the right to disagree. But we, the producer, podcast listeners, and patriots, also claim their right as ratified in 1791 and written and guaranteed in the U.S. Constitution of the United States of America to the freedom of the press, the freedom of religion, and the freedom of speech, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, the right to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects, and the right not to be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Thanks for your understanding. Where? Right over there. Second table from the left. See? I see a black man with a gun. Oh, it's all good. That's the Urban Shooter. He's an advocate for self-defense, legal gun ownership, and personal responsibility. Excuse me while I whip this out. It's the Urban Shooter, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Well, not every time. You're locked on to the Urban Shooter Broadcast. Ken Blanchard founded the 10th Cavalry Gun Club, a national pro-gun organization for African Americans, and works around the country to promote safe and responsible firearms ownership. Ken was involved in concealed firearms carry reforms in Texas, South Carolina, Michigan, and Wisconsin, and testified in the U.S. Congress against bills or acts designed to prevent law-abiding Americans from legal firearm ownership or concealed carry. If you need 19 rounds to shoot a deer, you probably shouldn't be hunting. Part of my culture, because of the way I grew up, closing the gun show loophole so that we make sure that uh, we have the information we need. Ken Blanchard has been featured on radio and television shows across the United States and Europe, as well as documentaries and movies. Ken has also been featured in the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, and now the urban shooter himself, Ken Blanchard. This week on show number 94 of the Urban Shooter Podcast, Mama Helen returns with Will the Feds Research Me? Something to think about with your new purchases. Some recommendations on what you should buy if you don't already have them. Shoot, don't shoot returns. A tribute by a son about his father for Veterans Day. Zombie Strike returns. A book review. And all this and a little bit more. On your Fave a Righteous Podcast coming up next. Well, I'm back. Your friend and brother from a different mother, Ken Blanchard. Hey, how are you doing? Let me know at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com or give me a call at 888-772- Six two six two. I do have a Skype number, but I don't care too much for it. It drops too many of my calls, but I do use it to record. So I still keep it. I'm doing all right. I survived a PTA meeting with some snobby, bougie parents of a really good school. We had to put our son of a gun into to save his little colored butt from the streets. Yeah, colored. I said it. 
I heard Lindsay Lohan use that last week. Once upon a time, we were colored, I suppose. That was the title of a really cool book, by the way. But I digress. I didn't get my tidy whities in a bunch over that comment, though. She had to hear it from somebody and must not have too many friends outside her ethnic group. I'm not hating, just relating. I've been called worse, even though they are no longer with us. I don't know how it is with your kids, but some of the high schools around here are prep schools for the penitentiary. A good kid's first try to survive and learning is an occupational hazard. Good grades mean that they didn't get expelled, suspended, or give the teacher any trouble, not that they learn anything. Well, I wanted more for my offspring, the fruit of my loins, you know. I give up my darn retirement fund money to get that joker into this school, but I'm not like the rest of the parents there, so it's killing me. Oh well. Sacrifice. I'll just be working till I'm 80. I'm too broke to retire. You know it's hard out here for a pimp. I hope my son gets accepted somewhere, though. He and Mama are out right now touring a college we can't afford. Maybe I can sell Mary Kay, stuff some envelopes, sell Amway, full of brushes or vacuum cleaners or something. Quick question to you. Do you know anybody with a hookup for a college scholarship? I need some info as soon as possible. My little big guy is a poster child for something. He's a six foot American of African descent. He's a conservative cross country running Christian and future Republican. Anyone under the sound of this melodic, resonant, ebonic voice got any connections to a scholarship in the Maryland schools, you let me know. If so, give your brother a call. 888-772-6262. I'm serious. And for my new listeners, welcome. My name is Ken Blanchard, and I've been involved in fighting for the rights of gun owners since 1991 as the black man with a gun. I've been blessed to meet and keep in touch with some pretty influential, nice, and powerful people over the years, and I use those contacts to take the fight wherever it needs to go. And when I'm not doing that, I'm encouraging, inspiring, and making the rest of us laugh. That's just what I do. Life is too short to waste it on anger. You know what I'm saying? I am a creative mofo, so I produce and upload this entire menagerie to keep me from imploding once a week. I may be crazy, but maybe it's a lunatic that you're looking for. Welcome to Urban Shooter Podcast. You know, I tried working with several right to keep and bear arms pro gun groups as a consultant to help with issues in the inner cities or places where race was a factor, but it always came down to money and the lack thereof. So I created a number of things to keep me afloat. And uh, now that I've learned how things work, you can't build anything on good looks and a positive attitude. But because hope springs eternal, I am back at it again. I got high hopes. I got high hopes. Actually, all I want to do is be able to afford the ability to take this fight to the top where it needs to be. And I think I'm getting closer. Support is a big help. Mental and spiritual support is unquestionably the only reason I'm still here after 17 years of failure. (laughs) Just kidding. I have lost thousands of dollars, screwed up my career, endangered my family, and still recovering from some bad financial decisions. All because I got high hopes. He's got high hopes. But I've learned from my mistakes. 
I think. I created a ton of stuff that I don't pimp as adequately or hard as I should because, I don't know, it's all sitting around this little room I call the Blanchard Studios beneath the washer and the dryer of the Blanchard Estates. So if you don't have a copy of my book, interested in some expensive but high quality eyewear, want my CD, want to order my action figure or get some cool shirts from my Zazzle account, let a brother know. You know, when I was overseas in my element, I was the Mac Daddy. But after I screwed up the household finances, I was the mud puppy. But my mean wife let me stay here. We patched things up and since I still got skills, she believes in me. She's got high hopes. She's got high hopes. And as a result of my tenacity and stupidity, I believe that if I stay in this fight long enough, I'll have the opportunity to do something monumental. And that's only been fed by those few successes that I have had. Being the front man, I got a chance to be featured in a documentary by the BBC because of the black man with a gun. Being the black man with a gun also introduced me to the sage of South Central, Larry Elder. And I got a chance to be in one of his movies. And being in place allowed me to be the point man for people like you looking for training facilities, instruction, good products, and like-minded people. It's those small donations from friends that keep me going. Now, this year, I created the Urban Shooter Association, and I got to tell you, every little bit they have sent me has helped because of my family and association. I got this new handy-dandy new microphone, even though it's secondhand. I love it. Because of the Urban Shooter Association members, I bought some good virus software, which could have took me out a while back. Because of them, I keep my server and domain registration. Because of the Urban Shooter Association, I just got a chance to get a new external hard drive to save my files. And you don't know how special that was. I almost got hosed. And then everything would have stopped. And just recently, I got my first sponsor, the blessed and highly favored Crossbreed Holster Company. It's through that kind of support and encouragement that makes everything possible. You are making a a difference. Hmm. I feel my tongue rolling. Got to slow down. Well, at least Crossbreed has sponsored me for at least one month of the show. Hopefully they will renew and try the brother again. Either way, I'm really appreciated for the month that I had. No joke. Everything, the emails, the calls. I'm just being real. You are like my extended family. You inspire me. So I try to reciprocate. I've been around, you know, I've, I've been dogged. I've been the only guy trying to do something. So now that I have like three or four listeners, I'm happy. I've been through some bad stuff. And I have never been associated with such a great group of people. I'm not just blowing smoke up your dress. So this is the real deal. I got a Facebook page, but it's my email and now my NING site that I pay attention to the most. We are more diverse than the public sees of gun owners. I wish they could see us and actually I'm working on that. But once I build this thing into a movement, then I can maybe tour the country and we're going to bust this thing wide open. Steve thinks I could spread into mainstream as a foil to the new press, but I don't know about that. I got to talk to my brother, Michael, for some balance. And if I get my Mac soon that I've been saving for in between life and family stuff, I will try that video thing. Well, 
That's if my wife doesn't stop me. My kids don't bankrupt me again. And the job or my church doesn't excommunicate me. Well, that's enough of that stuff. I'm doing okay. I'm hoping. He's got high hopes. Big, audacious, hairy, and treetop high hopes that one day a change is going to come. I was born by the river. Actually, it was a swamp, but that's just a little of me for the new folks. Let's get ready to start this show. Oh, you thought that was the show? Oh, no. We just getting warmed up. Take it away, Duke. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. My friend and brother Bud the Gunsmith reminded me that veterans should be celebrated every day of the year. And even though Veterans Day has passed, we have a tribute from one of the Urban Shooter listeners about his father that I'd like to share with you right now. Take it away, bro. On this Veterans Day, as it is celebrated in the United States, I am reminded of an item that rests in my safe. A small record, a recording that is some 60 plus years old. It was recorded by my father in Hawaii just before he shipped out to the Pacific Theater of Operations during World War II. In a faded cardboard sleeve adorned with a Pepsi-Cola advertisement, it was addressed simply to his folks, my grandparents, at the family farm in southeast Ohio. The record was a message of a minute or so from my dad to his parents, his voice preserved forever with some thoughts and a likely farewell to mom and dad just before he headed off to war. In his later years, like so many others, he never talked about World War II uh, or his experiences. Getting information out of him about his experiences there was like trying to get blood out of a turnip. It just wasn't going to happen. In the Pacific, Dad was a medic. Like the other young men who carried a medical kit instead of a rifle, he did his best to patch together the wounded and the dying during two horrendous island battles, Lady Gulf and Okinawa. Because of his hours of service under direct fire, he earned a combat medical badge. Even more, due to issues and and circumstances he would never discuss, he also earned a bronze star. He sacrificed his youth like so many other millions of that great generation. No one alive knows what's on this recording. Dad's been gone uh, for some time now, and my grandparents passed away a number of years ago also. Quite literally, pieces of this recording are missing. The wax, or plastic, or vinyl, whatever it is, is backed with paper. And with age, this record, about the size of a 45 RPM disc, has a few small bits missing. Every few years, I hope that recording technology has come far enough along to find a way to fill these gaps, even if they are blank, but in a manner that allows the majority of this recording to be played. I talk to the people in the recording industry every now and again, but none so far has a solution for that one key problem, filling small holes to let the needle play back his voice. I wonder what his voice sounded like when he was in his early 20s. I wonder what he told my grandma and grandpa Greer, who were busy while the world was at war, 
doing their best to eke out a living from the land in southeast Ohio. Did he tell them not to worry? Did he ask them to look after something for him? Did he just want to tell stories uh, of adventures with his buddies and, and try and take their mind off of, of the horror that they knew he was going through or that they worried about? Dad, wherever you are, thanks once more for your service to this country. We lost you 15 years ago today. Nevertheless, thanks for being the best dad in the whole world. Happy Veterans Day. And know this, someday I will hear, the, hear those words you recorded. Recorded not knowing whether you were coming back or not. But frankly, I'm glad you did. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. I'm Brent Greer, and this was a report from the Ready Line. Ready Line is a blog that comes out daily. Go to www dot the ready line dot blogspot dot com Ken back to you thanks Brent I appreciate the submission you know the Urban Shooter podcast is more than just a bunch of stuff coming from me contributions from you the Urban Shooter things that matter to you matter to me if you have something that you would like to submit even if you don't think it's timely or in the right vein, it might be. Let's talk about it. Call me and send it. We always honor those who honor America, those who honor our rights, those who honor our freedom. Our hats off to all veterans, past, present, and future. 365 days of the year. All right, this week's question comes from a young person who is fearful of the government and asked Mama, would the feds come and get him or research him if he submitted to a background check or fill out the 4473 to buy a firearm? Let's listen to her answer. Hi, Ken. This is Helen. I was just calling to answer the question um, that was left, will the feds research me? My first reaction was somewhere between, duh, and you bet your sweet bibby. But then it occurred to me that this question could cover two situations, so I'll address both of them. The duh answer covers the initial purchase and all those questions you answer on the federal or and or state form. Um, your information is transmitted to the FBI's National Instant Criminal Background Check System, also known as NICS, uh, as part of the firearms purchase process. So don't think it's a spot check or statistical sampling. No, every applicant will be checked out. So if you have any questions or issues, uh, get them resolved before applying. If the question, however, is... Will the feds come after me simply because I'm on record as a gun owner? I toss it right back to you. What do you think? We live in a world where the IRS selectively audits based on political opinion and where the presumption is that if you own a gun, there is, for that reason alone, something very wrong with you. Um, And if you have not personally run into this attitude, may I gently suggest 
that the borders of your world may be a bit too circumscribed because uh, it's all over the place. Um, movies, books, TV, radio, um, I'm always bumping into this kind of like little undercurrent that if you were really healthy and well-grounded, you wouldn't need a gun. It's just that, you know, you're paranoid or, you know, you don't trust the police or whatever. So, well, enough of that rant. The um, fact is that if the information is out there, and it is, then it is available to be used. In other words, information about who you are and what you own. And as a gun owner, you should always keep that in mind and remember that you will be always held to a higher and harder standard than your unarmed neighbors. But you knew that already, didn't you? I hope that answers your question. And until next time, be good, be safe. Take care. Thanks, Mama. We love you. If you have a question for Mama, you can send it to me at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com and I make sure that I pass it on so that we can get you her answer on the Urban Shooter Podcast. The Minister of Defense, the pastor of Paladins, Patriots, and Pistoleros will be right back after these commercials. Black Man with a Gun by Ken Blanchard is a 148-page book with pictures showing the right way and wrong way to do things, different guns and techniques, and a great primer for new shooters, an icebreaker for the experienced shooter, and a tool for the activist. Black Man with a Gun is a book that easily explains and inspires. With the humor of the most audacious African-American in support of the right to keep and bear arms, Ken Blanchard. Ken Blanchard is a former U.S. Marine, federal firearms instructor, private investigator, counterterrorist, public speaker, and web personality. Ken has been featured in two documentaries, Fox News, the BBC, the Washington Business Journal, Washington Times, Wall Street Journal, and now with his new podcast, The Urban Shooter on iTunes. In the book, you'll find a letter to my sisters, buying a firearm, the racist roots of gun control, the NRA, your rights, the police, religion, and guns. Get your autographed copy today by visiting blackmanwithagun.com or by calling 888-772-6262. Get your copy now. Be one of the few, the proud, the Marines. In celebration of Trick or Treat, I designed a target I call Zombie 2.5, and you can get it exclusively on the Urban Shooter Podcast and on blackmanwithagun.com sites. Each poster features two targets that you can shoot at. If you dare, your mission is to stop two flesh-eating zombies from attacking an innocent little half-pint in front of them. But don't shoot the little girl. The targets come shipped by the U.S. Postal Service in protective cardboard tubes. They were not cheap. They are $2 each, and your purchase helps me buy a minivan for my church. Order yours today, and if you order more than one, I autograph the first one. Urban Shooter Association members get one for free. Get yours before they go away. Do you like Urban Shooter? Then send Ken an email at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Do you want to support the show and start something new? You can become a member of the new Urban Shooter Association for $4 a month and keep the mission going strong. Look for the USA link on the website. And now, back to the man who's packing more than a browning. (laughs) 
if you listen to the news in the last couple of weeks, even though I kind of preempted it a little bit, talking about buying of the black rifles and how everybody's buying arms. I want you to take a look at your inventory. And if you don't have Ruger 1022 in your stock, that you might want to check this out. Now, for those who already have a Ruger 1022, you know this little 22 shoots all day long and it's no problem whatsoever. It's a good first rifle for anybody. And if you have a screwdriver and an Allen wrench, you can customize that puppy all by yourself. So if you are an urban shooter, if you want to introduce some people to shooting and you want to get something really cool that you can work on yourself and it won't cost you a lot, Check out the Ruger 1022. Now, aftermarket barrels, stocks, and other parts for these guns are plentiful. And there's enough diversity in design to allow you to tap into your creative side and create a rifle that suits your needs and personality. Now, the first consideration in designing your own custom 22 should be the barrel, as it will set the theme for the rest of the rifle. And you must decide how much you're going to spend, and you can get some reasonable expectations as to what you'll receive in return. Now, barrels range in price from about $80 to $400 or more, and you most often get what you pay for. Not that more economical barrels are going to be are not going to be excellent values, but the high-priced ones provide more accuracy than most shooters can utilize. But don't expect the same accuracy from as you would a high-dollar match-grade barrel. Barrels tend to be individuals, of course, and sometimes a low-priced barrel will shoot as well as a high-lapped premium tube just don't count on it. Now, across the spectrum, ordinary chrome molly barrels cost less than exotic variations that have you know, touches like floating and muzzle brakes. So if accuracy is your main concern and you're on a budget, like the kid, you can save some bucks by foregoing trick barrels and buying a high-quality blued steel bull barrel as you can afford. Now, one thing you always want to do, the 1022 accessories will increase. You'll find like tons of stuff. But make sure that you get probably a barrel that fits what you're going to be using it for. I mean, you can buy bull barrels. You can buy some really wild stuff. Just keep it keep it you, but don't go nuts. And you won't spend a lot of money. Now, aside from the 22, you can actually get uh, that .17 HMR stuff. They got the new calibers, the .17 caliber. Um, you can go really, really cuckoo. And the barrels, not the barrels, the uh, the stocks. The stocks, man, they got some serious selections for stocks. You can buy left-handed, right-handed. You can buy the that black um, polymer-looking stuff. You can buy the high-grade wood stocks with the really cool-looking um, grains on it, different colors. Um, with the thumb holes, um, they got the synthetics, the laminates. I mean, you can just go nuts with the stocks. I've seen the Ruger 22s looking like Thompson submachine guns. I've seen them looking like sniper rifles or dragon offs. I've seen them look like uh, regular bolt action. You name it. I mean, somebody makes a copy for like everything. And see, modifying the action is real simple too. Even for people like me who can't turn a screwdriver real well. You can even change the trigger pull with some you know, drop-in aftermarket parts. And I actually highly recommend that anybody that's unfamiliar with the innards of the trigger have an exploded action blueprint, blueprint handy. 
Make sure you buy all that stuff. I mean, you can get the books. The gun shop. The next gun store. Gun. Here we go again, Blanche. Slow down. The next time you go to a gun show, look for a book with the exploded diagrams in it. You'll find so much stuff in those detailed drawings that you could do it. Even me could do it. And then just take your time and have had it. And no matter what you buy, I mean, whether you get like really fancy with, you know, titanium firing pins and over, you know, really big uh, changes and stuff. You're not going to have that much trouble putting it together. Only rarely will it drop in parts and not mesh like it's supposed to. For the most of it, I'm telling you, you can go nuts with a Ruger 1022 and the ammo is still cheap. You can get it and shoot all day for a tenth of what you shoot your handgun with. And marksmanship is marksmanship. Still fun. All right. Okay, the other day, the UPS man stopped in front of my house and uh, scared me at first, though, because I never see big brown trucks showing up like that. And he handed me his, his package, and it was uh, the Gun Digest Book of Concealed Carry by Masad Ayub. Now, he's one of the experts heard on the Pro Arms podcast on the Gun Rights Radio Network. And if you haven't heard of Masad Ayub, you better check your pulse and make sure that you are not an alien life form because the dude has been around for a long time as an expert and expert witness. And he's used all over the place. And you actually get to hear him free on Pro Arms podcast um, produced by Gail Pepin, who actually took some of the pictures for this book. Now, this book is my top five now. I mean, it just took the cake, and uh, I'm pushing it. If you know anybody that's carrying concealed and you want to give them a Christmas present, this is the one. You want to give it, I don't care if you've been carrying for 20 years, you're going to learn something from this book. It's 254 pages with pictures. You can't beat that with a stick. And uh, you get a chance to see Gail. And a few people from the Pro Arms podcast are actually in the book. It's a big book. It's like uh, eight and a half by eleven size, and uh, only thing's missing is a uh, place where you can color. So you got no excuse if you got bad eyes. You can see this. There's plenty of photos, and uh, this book is honest. It's factual. It's full of answers to hundreds of questions that anybody who wants to carry or is carrying or has to carry concealed will find interesting. Moss tells you about himself. And uh, on page 15, for example, um, he'll tell you straight up, this is not about when you can shoot. And that being his book, In the Gravest Extreme. And uh, it's not about how to shoot under stress. That's in another one of his books called Stress Fire. But this one is all his personal tests and experience about concealed carry. And the book retails for twenty four ninety nine, But I've seen it on Amazon.com for the low, low price of sixteen forty nine. And again, you can get it at Borders and Barnes and & Noble. And uh, there's a link to it from Amazon.com on Urban Shoulder. Urban, I've been having trouble with my tongue this week. And uh, I got no excuse. thought it was uh, just uh, too much caffeine. That still might be the case. Can't drink too much coffee and talk on a microphone. At least I can't. Got to chill a little bit. Hey, next time you hear them, High Hopes, that's the uh, 
that's the secret word for this show. I remember uh, Pee Wee Herman used to do that on his show, which used to crack me up. They would say um, the magic word, and I think before that was Groucho Marx actually did it. When you heard um, a word, a sound would go off and people would act a fool. Well, this show is high hopes. Well, anyway, I like this book. The Gun Digest Book of Concealed Carry by Masad Ayub. And you can check out Masad on Pro Arms Podcast, produced by Gail Pepin and found on the Gun Rights Radio Network at gunrightsradio.com. I give this thing like five stars. And I actually put a, uh, a review on Amazon about it. So if you've got anybody that you care about, you have a gift that you want to give to a whole bunch of people, buy the buy a bulk of uh, these books and then give them out as gifts. You know, book wraps up pretty good, pretty easy as a Christmas present. Just a hint. If you have like no gift giving skills, this is early, but uh, but do that. Speaking of gifts, you know, if you were to uh, go to a gun store right now, after you fight your way through the crowd. And people are buying all the ARs and black rifle stuff that they can find. There's a few things that you might want to look at. And I talked about the 1022 a second ago. But also, everybody should have a Ruger GP100 or Smith & Wesson Model 66 357. Those two revolvers are highly recommended for hard times and what you're looking at right now. Um, ammo is not as expensive. You can get reloads cheaper. And 357 is a life-saving round. It will stop a threat. Revolvers are always on. You don't have to be a Matt Dillon or one of them Strayhorn dudes to be able to shoot it, but it works when you need it. Also, look for Remington 870 pump configuration. It's a shotgun. It's two shotguns I recommend. Romans a Remington, another one's a Winchester. The police used them a long time ago. Um, still have them as a mainstay, and there's a reason for that. You don't want fancy, you just want functional. Remington 870 pumps. Um, usually you usually can get them anywhere. Even some Walmarts have them. They're about 28 inches long. And what happens is there's a whole bunch of really cool-looking shotguns in the gun stores that are short. And the deal is, as long as the barrel, not the whole gun, the barrel is 18 inches long, is legal. Any barrel of a shotgun that is less than 18 inches is considered sawed off or too short for legal use. And you'll go into the Type 3 type firearms. So, or just plain illegal, which there are a lot of laws against short shotguns. But if the barrel, not the whole assembly is longer than 18 inches, you're good to go. But I'm saying get a regular old, when you go to the gun show, when you go somewhere, somebody's selling one, hard times are going to hit. Folks are looking for pretty stuff. Bump pretty. Get what works. Get you a uh, Winchester uh, pump. I think Winchester actually more expensive than the Remington's. Probably by like $100 more. Uh, or Remington 870 pump configuration, 12-gauge shotgun. Regular old 12 gauge, no frills, no nothing, just uh, something that works. And uh, you got the Ruger 1022, the 22. You can hunt rabbit and squirrel, um, and you can actually have fun with it at the range, real cheap. 
So it's economical. And then I was telling you how you can pimp that puppy. And then there's the Ruger GP100 and the Smith & Wesson Model 66. Now, I'm a big proponent of stainless steel um, personal defense firearms because if you are not a competitor, if you're not a police officer, if you're not going to be in law enforcement or um, at the range every week, and you just want something for home defense, I go with the stainless steel finish because it wears better. It uh, resists rust and pitting. Easier to clean. And it actually might help you. Um, bad guy will see that you have something in your hand. Won't have to be guessing that you are armed. And uh, he has a choice to either get out or get blasted. And I like those options. Winchester pump and Remington 870 pump. And I think uh, the Winchester model might be like 1912 configuration. Winchester, Wingmaster, or anything that isn't too too long. It's, it's no fun, actually, to be walking through your house like a bull in a china cabinet with a really long shotgun. But you do not want that shotgun that only has a pistol grip. It looks real cool, but if you actually shoot it to practice, it hurts you. Um, you can't hunt with a pistol grip either. You're, uh, it's a whole other thing. I'm saying things get bad and you have to put dinner on the table. You want your firearm to be versatile. This isn't the survivalist talking. I'm just saying be real. When you don't have options, you want simplicity. And that's my Christmas list for 2008. Shoot or don't shoot. You decide. Last week on Shoot don't shoot. You decide. I gave you a toughie. I gave you a crowd of young thugs surround you at a gas pump. One brandishes his firearm. Well, he actually just shows it to you. And nobody really says anything. And I'm asking you, what do you do? At that point, it's still judgment. Do you feel in danger? Do you think it's going to go a little further than that? If not, Hold on until you can hold on no longer. That's my advice. And now, this week, on Shoot, Don't Shoot, You Decide. It's a nice afternoon. So you decide to walk home. As you get near to your house, you turn a corner where you see a mugging in progress. The man is beating the stuffings out of another man. He's kicking him. He's stomping him. And then he pulls out a gun. You, not in the line of fire. You, not in danger. Stay behind the cover of the building. You draw your gun. Shoot or don't shoot. You decide. This is Zombie Strike. Hi, Ken. This is Mick McCart from the Armed Citizen Podcast with my second report from Skull Island. Uh, I missed the chopper as I tried to escape the last time. 
so I managed to find my way to this abandoned farmhouse. I've been hiding down there in the cellar eating canned veggies. Man, I've, I managed to put out a few podcasts since then. Thank God this island has a wireless network set up all over. I put out a distress call that I think Eric Shelton may have answered, but I haven't seen him yet. He may believe I'm on my way home in that chopper. Oh man, I hope to re- Hold on. I think someone's looking through the cellar doors. I'm hidden behind the foodstuffs. It's dark, but my eyes are adjusted. I can get a good head shot. Hello, how are you today? Miss Cleo? <laughs> Aren't you that con artist psychic from TV? Yep. I don't know where you came from, lady, but you better close and lock those cellar doors before the zombies hear us. Oh, well, I'm fine. I just, you know, a little shook up from the last attack. Did you have a question? Mm, yeah. All right, go ahead. Uh, well, I see you're not wearing a gun. Pardon me? You know, a firearm. Bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> now, you can tell me just how you got through all those zombies and not even get bit. I'm seeing some forgetting, possibly. Whoa, wait a minute. What's that on your arm? It's a bite mark. I love you. Oh, sorry, Miss Cleo. It's only a matter of time for you. You have a good life now. Yeah, and I intend on keeping it. Now get back, or I'll shoot. Don't do it, all right? Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. But your eyes just turned yellow, and you're looking mighty hungry. All right, go ahead. Huh, this will clear your head, gypsy. Oh, phew, that was close. I've got to get out of here. I'm just not sure where to go. Oh man, I think that last gunshot just drew some attention. I've got to get out of here. Man, that was beautiful. Thanks, Mick, from the Armed Citizens Podcast for submitting that. And you'll get a couple of more, actually three more, episodes from some other Urban Shooter listeners who have submitted their work for me to get back into the studio and uh, hook it up a little bit. But man, that was good. This is the collective. This is not just about me. It's about all of us. And you see how other people across the country, across this great expanse of America, have a little fun sometimes. It's not all about guns and violence and destruction and politics. Sometimes... We let our hair down and we say, what the heck? And uh, it's called Zombie Strike. You can play too. All right, that means it's time to go. And this ends another fun, feel factual and low fat episode of the Urban Shooter Podcast. This is episode 94. And I thank you for listening. Thanks, Mama Helen, for your submission to this week's show. Big shout out to Brent Greer out of the ready line blog and thanks to Carrie, Nate and Derek for their work on upcoming shows of zombie strike. If you would like to contribute, please send them to blackmanwithagun at gmail.com or just give me a call at 888-772-6262 and we can talk about it or you can just record it and go for there. Uh, we'll make it happen. Don't forget of those few firearms that I thought were worthwhile that you should check out. If you don't have one already, 
Um, you can submit your answer to the shoot, don't shoot, you decide for this week on the Urban Shooter podcast link on the Gun Rights Radio Network forums. And just remember, don't um, have too much coffee and have too many sweets. You'll start talking 150 plus words a minute like I'm doing right now. And uh, don't forget to check out Masada Yub's book, The Gun Digest Book of Concealed Carry. Don't forget to check out the Gun Rights Radio Network at gunrightsradio.com. All my brothers and sisters are there. And there's a little bit of something for everybody. If you haven't ordered and purchased your zombie official Urban Shooter Podcast targets, please consider doing so. It's the darn shipping that costs more than the targets. And until I can figure that out, um, price has to stay where it is. But thank you for those who have already ordered and are helping me money for that van which I'm a long way from Lord Jesus help me well maybe it'll be a next year's project I'll just keep a little money in the kitty and um, that money will be set aside for the van and still got the bank account savings for the computer and we're just moving along everything has its own little pot got a little piggy bank set all across the room in here everything in its place you know my travel budget is looking pretty naked don't think I'm going anywhere anytime soon even though I want to go to that shot show but uh, we'll see what happens with that this is our network this is our family this is our association of urban shooters stretched from the west to the east coast from the north to the south and I'm very proud of you and of having you in my life you know there are plenty of people right now who are trying to figure out what's the next move how I'm going to make money how am I going to survive? How can I take my hobby and make it a job? All that stuff. And take it from one who has failed more time than he succeeded. That there really isn't any failure. Only feedback. Because every time you try something and it doesn't work, you know. Maybe you'll get a little closer next time if you don't quit. Albert Einstein said, in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. And I truly believe that. While I'm thinking about it. I've been having a time trying to figure out what to do with my podcast. I wanted to take Naked But Not Ashamed, which deals with sexuality and Christian stuff, um, and kind of morph it into a better um, podcast and just have two. And I started just as I am, but it wasn't hitting and holding like I wanted it to. And I got like a couple of sermons from uh, the last couple of weeks. And I'm no great preacher by any means, but um, I stuck them on there. But now, you know, I realized I don't have to create something new. I can just improve what I had. So Naked But Not Ashamed podcast will will soon will become just as I am. And uh, if you've listened to it in the past, there's no shame if you want to tell me that you did. Um, People don't want to admit that they think about sex and they are Christians. That's some crazy stuff, right? We like to put everything like I do my money. I got a jar for this, a a bank for that, an account for this. We don't want to mix our lives. That's probably a message in there for me on that one. But anyway, just uh, for my Christian brothers, you might truly sense that God has something for you to accomplish in a certain area. And if you aren't vigilant, if you aren't daily humbling yourself before him, seeking his face, discerning his timing, operating under the spirit's control, you may push and shove and force your way prematurely into that place where God wanted you but you will not have arrived in his own time. God waits for you to seek his counsel. If you act without discerning his timing, you may lose the smile of divine favor. He will not bless 
what he has not ordained. And our scripture for the week would be 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We walk by faith and not by sight. Now, I don't know where that just came out of nowhere, but uh, you talk to a preacher, that's what's going to happen to you every once in a while. Going to make my exit after that one. And just remember, if you don't arm yourself, you harm yourself. And if nobody has told you this lately, I love you. And it's not a damn thing you can do about it. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Urban Shooter Podcast. Ken would love to hear from you. Email him at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Talk to you next week. This show is part of the Gun Rights Radio Network. Podcasting freedom. Gunrightsradio.com. Wife got you down. Boss making you angry. Kids yelling at you. Well, fudge them.